0: Man, I forgot how good you guys sound. Hey, can we give it up for the band? That's what I'm talking about. I'll wait until we all have distance before I take off my mask. I'm so proud of you guys wearing your masks tonight. Hey, you feel good to be here? Yeah, I feel really good to be here. I believe it's no accident that you're here. Uh, We've been praying for you. And so we're just so glad that we can be here joining together on this wonderful night with the clock banging and everything. Just reminds us how grateful we are to be back at Iowa State. Come on. Come on. Oh, it is so good. It's been five months since we've gathered together as Kairos to worship together. And uh, I tell you what, uh, we'll do whatever it takes to worship together to praise our God. Um, If that means distancing, we'll do it. If that means wearing masks, we'll do it. Hopefully you guys all got your Kairos masks. Feel free to wear those around wherever you go. Tell people about what's going on. But tonight, I am just so very glad that you're here. Maybe you believe that it is a coincidence that you're here, that you're only here because a friend invited you, but I wanna challenge you just for a second. What if, what if maybe, just maybe, God has you here? Like, God brought you here for a purpose tonight. What if? Like, what if tonight is the night where tonight is the time when God does get a hold of your heart? And God doesn't just get a hold of your heart to make your life better, but instead, God gets a hold of your heart to give your life that meaning, that fulfillment that purpose that you've always longed for? I believe God can do that. I believe this is the right time. Kairos is the word that we call this thing, kairos. Kairos actually means time. It's a word from the New Testament of the Bible. It's a Greek word and it means time, but it's not just the kind of time that shows up on a clock, like the time that shows up on the campanile there. It means the right time. Do you know what I mean when I say that? It means the right time. It means the good time. It means the time that's set apart. I've had some good times this summer. In case you don't know, I got married this summer. That was pretty cool. I mean, I don't know where she is. I think, hey, Abby! I love you. Um, it's just good to be here with you tonight, and, 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 and glad you could all join us too. But we got married this summer, and it's been the best. Like, it's so cool, and it's going really well. She actually even gave me my own bedroom in the apartment. It's awesome. Um, they put two and two together. We're, we're taking things slow. So anyway... It's been great. And I can tell you, uh, I actually know. I actually know the time when I knew that I was going to marry Abby. And I I don't know what my watch said. I couldn't even tell you what the day was. But there was that moment. Maybe for you tonight, you're thinking, maybe that moment's here with somebody else, you know? Maybe, I don't know. But there was that moment where I realized, like, this is the person I've been dying to meet. This is the person that I'm going to love for the rest of my life, and I'm not going anywhere. And so it was time. It was the right time. It, It was a kairos kind of time. I don't know what my watch said. I don't know what day it was, but it was the time. And listen, I believe tonight is the right time for you. Maybe not to find your future spouse, although, hey, if that happens, God bless it. We're here for it. Just be patient, careful, and slow. Anyway but I believe tonight is the right time for you because there is a God who is madly in love with you. There is a God who's not just dying to meet you. He already did die to meet you and now he's alive so that you can meet him. He's here for you. This is the right time. God says, I'm madly in love with you and I'm never going anywhere. To me, that's refreshing. To me, that's refreshing because to hear the infinite God say, I'm not going anywhere, is pretty different than the rest of the world that we're living in right now. It's pretty different than the rest of the world at any given time, but especially in this season, that's 2020, right? Like when nothing seems consistent, when nothing seems to be going according to the plan, according to the schedule, everything that comes seems to go away. And then suddenly there's another thing. We call these things waves, right? It comes in waves. Life comes at us in waves. Sometimes it's good waves. Sometimes it's bad waves. Sometimes it's waves that drive us into a really nice, beautiful beach. Other times it's waves that leave us feeling shipwrecked. Life comes at us in waves and it feels inconsistent. That's what it's been like for this season. I mean, there's this pandemic, right? I mean, like, I think we're out of the first wave, but maybe we're not out of the first wave. But if we are out of the first wave, there's a second wave coming, and we just kind of wait for that next wave to hit us. Last week, there's the derecho. Had anybody ever heard of derecho before last week? I hadn't, and then it came in like a tsunami, quite frankly, quite literally. I, uh, I was watching um, the derecho from Insider Offices over there on Lincoln Way, and there was a person you know, who I think got stuck out on a run or something, and this person is just going head first into derecho, just <laughs> And I thought to myself, like, what a metaphor for life. Especially what a metaphor for this season of life when it feels like life is just pummeling at us in the face. Like a wave after wave after wave after wave. But now you've got a God who comes into your life and says, I'm not going anywhere. God's not like a wave. God's a presence. God is an infinite being who created you and longs to be with you. It is the right time. It is the right time. That's reassuring to know because in this world, when wave after wave after wave comes, it'd be nice to have some consistency. It'd be nice to have an anchor. The rest of this message, I wanna just kind of reflect on this verse. It's Hebrews chapter six, verse 19. If you've got a Bible, if you've got your Bible app, go ahead and pull that out and you can go to Hebrews chapter six. And there's just one verse that I really wanna focus on. We'll go a few places but there's this one verse that it comes back to. It says, This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for your souls. God's hope that shows up in your life and promises never to leave you is likened in the Bible to an anchor. And so that makes me think that our lives are likened to the sea. The sea of waves and, and, and we're on the boat. And what? excuse me, dinner. Wave after wave comes. And wave after wave sometimes hits us and we need that anchor. Think about like what an anchor does, right? An anchor is nice for a boat because an anchor shows up and an anchor does two things for the boat. The first is it's committed to the boat. It gets attached to the boat. It's not going anywhere. But then the second thing is the anchor is able to go deep into the sea when, of course, the people on the boat can't. And then it attaches to the rocks at the bottom of the sea, and it stops that boat not from being perfectly safe and gentle and everything's fine all the time, but it stops the boat from drifting. And it stops the boat from sinking. And God is likened like that to your life in this sea of life. And to me, again, that is so reassuring because things come and things go. Maybe right now you're sitting here tonight and you're like, I'm just waiting for the next thing to hit. Just waiting for the next wave. I mean, maybe for you, if you're here as a freshman for the first time, freshman, where you at? You here? Yeah, really happy to have you here. Maybe you're like, well, you know, I I finally got used to this idea of graduating, then this pandemic hit and now I moved out, but frankly, I don't feel like I was ready for this. I just got back to campus. Now I'm hearing rumors from all over the place, all over the news that are we even gonna be here all year? What's happening next? Maybe you're like, well, I'm graduating at the end of this year, and I was really starting to get excited about the field that I was going into, but now that's against the ropes the entire field of my career. What am I going to do? And the Bible says you have an anchor. What do you do when you see the waves coming to your boat? What do you do? For some of us, we get to that place where we just want to give up, where we just want to stop. Wave after wave is coming, and you feel like you are this close this close to sinking or jumping ship. I remember uh, when I was in college, I was at the ocean with a friend of mine, his name's Tanner. And uh, we had access to this tiny, tiny little two-seater boat that we could ride. And so we're thinking like, this seems like a great idea. Tiny little boat, two-seater with a little tiny, like, I don't know, like hand fan on the back of it, basically. We're thinking, okay, we're gonna take this out and we're just gonna explore, man. It's going to be great. So we get in the boat, and such kind of like an uh, uh, underwhelming boat that I say, all right, Tanner, let it rip. And he goes, no, I did. You know, just nothing. But at first, we're going out. We're heading out. But this boat is so weak that within a few minutes, the boat is no longer telling us where to go. The motor has no power over the water, but instead, the water is telling us where to go. And we just keep going farther and farther out away from the shore. And I'm thinking to myself, this is terrible. I didn't let anybody know where I was going. I'm going to end up like Tom Hanks on an island cast away, no doubt about it. This is going to be my life. This is the way that it ends. We're just drifting out and out. And then it gets to a point where it's not just we're getting drifted out to sea, but now the waves are a little bigger. And I'm realizing this is a pretty low-riding boat. And every single wave is getting closer and closer to coming overboard. I'm like, Tanner, this is it, man. We're done. And I'd say for the next like 30 minutes until somehow by a miracle of God, we get brushed back into shore by some other waves. But for about 30 minutes there, we were this close from the waves crashing into our boat and sinking us. And what do you do? That boat needed an anchor. We need an anchor. And listen, if, if, if boats need anchors, and the Bible's telling us that God is like an anchor and our lives are like a sea full of waves and we're on the boat, our souls need an anchor at an infinitely greater scale. Our souls need this anchor because the truth is, is while the waves come in and the waves leave, well, that's also the same story with us. Our circumstances change. The people around us change. Everything around us changes. And right now it feels like so many different things are changing. Way more things than we're comfortable changing. The Bible tells us this in Psalm chapter 103. It says, our days on earth are like grass. The wind blows and we're gone. Gulp. What do you do when the waves and wind are crashing into you and it just feels like I'm falling apart here? this seems like the worst possible time of my life sometimes. But again, hey, it comes in waves. You start to tell yourself, well, no, I'll just get through this and then I'll be fine. If you're an upperclassman, you had your first exam. Do you remember your first exam and you're approaching it the night before, you didn't sleep because you didn't know, oh wow, this is actually gonna take a lot of studying. I remember my first exam, it was in a class called How Animals Work. I thought we were gonna be studying puppies and kittens. Professor gets up the first day, he goes, all right, we're gonna learn about cells. It was a little underwhelming, but we get to that first test and I'm like, "Okay, I will stay up all night for this because if I get through this, then I'll be fine. This wave is going to pass, but once I get through this, I'll be fine." Sure enough, you get through it and then you read the syllabus for your next class and you realize, "I have a project due tomorrow." But of course, there are the deeper things. There are the things that really bother our soul that make our insides tremble. It's just this reality. The circumstances around me, they are waves. Sometimes it feels like I'm just a wave too, passing through. And if I don't get washed up by one wave, then eventually I'll just fade away on the beach. There is an anchor for your soul. There is an anchor for your soul that can empower you to stand firm in a way that you did not think you could stand before. What do you do? I was working at a camp in the summers in between my college years. And one day as I'm working at the camp, I'm walking past one of the lounges at the camp. And I recognize this kid who's in the lounge. His name is Chris. He's a camper, Camper Chris. And he was a little guy. He had this long hair though. So he always stood out in a crowd. He's a little guy. He's a quiet guy, but he had this kind of long, big, curly hair. And I walk by the lounge one day and it's quiet in there. And Chris is just sitting there with, with earbuds in his ears and he's just headbanging. Ready? And he's just going for it. And I'm like, oh no, this is bad. So I go in there and I'm like, hey, hey, Chris, whoa, whoa, whoa. You okay there? And he goes, Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, here, listen to my music. So he puts the earbud in my ear, and it's just boom 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 It's just it's just headbanging music. And I'm like, what's the deal, man? And it actually led to a really interesting conversation where he's telling me, he's like, yeah, I got a lot of noise in my life right now. But there's this music, this noise, this sound that I know. And when it reaches me, this sound that I know, and when it reaches me, I feel its presence. Thank you, Lord. And he said, when this sound reaches me, it's kind of like the other things go away at least like when I'm, what I'm looking face to face with. I'm back to something that I know, something that my ears love, something that my heart finds peace in. And all of a sudden I can stand there, feet set shoulder width apart and just headbang, man. And I feel good. Sometimes we need that sound that we know. Sometimes we need that voice that we know to touch our ears, to help us stand. Because yeah, we're like grass, but the love of the Lord in the verse right after that says, the love of the Lord remains forever. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't fade away. It's here for you. God is madly in love with you and he's not going anywhere. When the waves come, God says, I'm not a wave. I'm eternity. I am this presence I am this voice, I am this sound. We need that, don't we? We need that a lot of times when life comes at us and it comes in waves, we're reminded in really harsh ways like, oh man, man, I need something to keep me grounded. I need something to keep me anchored because the, th- the truth is it's not just like these little situations that are happening in my life. Like they're the big things and I'm starting to wonder, is there anywhere in the universe where there are rocks at the bottom that an anchor could attach to and be committed to me and hold me firm? to hold me steady, is that anywhere? We need this. I was talking to my sister and her husband. My sister's an occupational therapist in Iowa City uh, and her husband's a doctor in Iowa City at the University Hospital there in the Children's Hospital. And and sometimes I ask them, I said, what's the hardest part of your job? And the hardest part of their job, like you might guess for a doctor or for somebody working in the medical profession is that it's like the finitude of it. (laughs) The fact that people have a start and an end. People are like waves. It's hard. And and these people who are working in hospitals, they're trained. They're trained to have to move on to the next patient and it hurts. These are real people with real hearts and they're getting to know people and they're getting to know their stories and then something happens and they realize this life is not consistent. We're missing that constant I need this, please. But they're trained because we have to. They're trained because we have to go. We have to keep on moving. We have to go to the next day. And doesn't that hurt sometimes? It hurts because the truth is, is sometimes we worry what's going to happen in this person's life when it comes to how they see me when I'm not there tomorrow. It's sad. Maybe you felt like that when you were moving away from home. And you're like, well, are these friends going to remember me? Are we still going to stay in touch? Are we still going to have the same bond? But the truth is, like, we're trained in some ways. Like, I have to keep going. Things come and things go. So then sometimes we start to say, all right, well, fine. It's not going to be people for me. It's going to be passions. And I'm going to develop this idea in my mind of what I want to become. And once I get that, then that will be my anchor. And as long as every single day I can wake up and I have this identity and who I am, then I'm good. But I just want to be really careful there because I don't think that we should go to things that don't have a soul to anchor our soul. The truth is, is that grades can't understand you and jobs can't hold you when you're sad. That's why I'm refreshed when I hear, but the love of the Lord remains forever. It is refreshing. It is empowering. It is a voice that reaches my ears and reminds me that in this universe, there is an anchor and it's committed to my soul. Even when everything around me is changing, it doesn't make it easy. Cause the truth is, is Jesus is an anchor for our souls. But a lot of times we really wish that Jesus was a pilot, right? We wish he was an airplane. Hey Jesus, I really need your help right now. So will you come down, pick me up and fly me away. I would feel much better about that, please but it says he's an anchor. An anchor doesn't take you away. An anchor insinuates that you are staying right where you are. An anchor's not a shield either, is it? Let's take a look at this drum shield, right? Sometimes I wish that Jesus was more like this. I wish that Jesus would just get in front of me and I'm just set and I'm staying back here and I can go into the waves of life and I'm all right because we're going to pummel into it and nothing's going to hit me. An anchor doesn't stop the water from hitting you, does it? In fact, when an anchor is working at its best, you can't even see the anchor. It's gone so deep down into the storm, into the waves, but it's committed to you and it will stop you from drifting. Does anybody here know anything about drifting? Like drifting, it starts in one place and then before you know it, like you didn't even know that you were moving, but by the time that you look up, you are miles away from where you started. All of a sudden, you are deep out into the sea, way farther away than what you thought you'd be. Of course, you know, this happens in our real life, doesn't it? You wake up one morning feeling just fine, but then you stub your toe and you get a little agitated. Then you get to the elevator and it's on the bottom floor. You're on the top floor. You're starting to get a little mad. Then some person comes up and bothers you. It's not even a big thing, but it's just getting at you. Then it happens again and again and again until finally you just explode and your friends go, okay, you're just rude now. You've changed. Well, well I've drifted. i drifted. See, that's why Jesus has an anchor for your soul. It, it's empowering. It doesn't just drown out noise. It, it empowers you to stand in ways you didn't think you could stand. Because the anchor's there. The anchor's there. And when you get into a boat and you see an anchor, you feel secure because the anchor is there, but you also see the anchor and you know that means waves must be ahead. But I've got an anchor for my soul. It's just kind of like God sometimes to hang out in the places where the waves are, where the storms are. And sometimes if you think that you're a follower of God and you're like, uh, well, I wish that I didn't have to hang out there, but okay, Jesus, here we go. What am I doing? Come on, just please. Storm's crashing around. You know what Jesus and his friends were famous for doing when they hung out? They hung out in storms. Seems like a really not great time, if you ask me. They hung out in storms. In Matthew chapter 14, it's following this like really famous miracle where Jesus had just fed thousands of people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And then Jesus is saying, okay, well, we need to get some rest. We just did a big thing. So they go out, they get some rest and It's late one night and Jesus' disciples are stuck in a storm. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, it says in Matthew chapter 14. And then it says, just right after this, it says, because the wind had, on the next slide, it says, because the wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. They're in a boat. And the waves are hitting them. It's crashing. It's hitting them. They don't know what to do next. Maybe they're this close. On the next verse here, it tells us that they are, they are, it's about three o'clock in the morning. They've been there all night. You can go back a slide. But then at three o'clock in the morning, it says that they see Jesus walking on the water. That kind of power, Uh, despite the waves, despite the wind, despite the freaky situation, despite the awful time that the disciples must have been having, here comes Jesus. And while the waves are coming and going, Jesus is consistent, and he's walking toward their boat. He's an anchor. He's not intimidated by the waves. He doesn't always stop the waves, but he's not scared of the waves. Like, he's not scared of your waves either. The things that will come in your life, the things that you're dealing with right now and the things that have happened before. He walks on it. it. says that as Jesus is approaching the boat, the disciples are terrified. They're just terrified. And they shout out, oh, who are you? At first they think he's a ghost. They think he's an evil spirit. And as their fear is growing, Jesus shouts back to them. He says, take courage. I am here. Now this is really cool. And I want to really pay attention to the words I am right there. Jesus says, take courage, I am here. Take courage, I'm here. In English right away, that makes sense to us, but actually in the original Greek there, it says, take courage because I am. It's this phrase, it's ego eimi, take courage, I am. Like, wait, hold on a second, that's not a sentence. What are you talking about? That, That doesn't make any sense, Jesus. See, I am was a name that was given to God in the early part of the Bible. And it insinuates that God always is. There is no beginning, there is no end. God simply is. And when the waves of life come crashing through, here comes a wave, now it's hitting me, and then it goes. And oh no, here comes another wave, now it's hitting me, and then it goes. But as these waves continue to pass me by, I'm learning something. I'm learning that every single wave does eventually pass, but the thing is, is Jesus does not pass. He says, I am, and there will never be a time where Jesus does not say, I am. This is the time, this is the place, it is the right time. As the waves pass, Jesus will not. This is the empowering promise that we need. This is the anchor for our souls. So I'm back at that camp, right? And it's that same week where I saw Chris in the lounge and he's head banging and, and we're on this boat. We're on this boat and it's a pontoon boat so you can fit a lot of kids on the boat and it starts to rain. And as it starts to rain, the, way, the wind picks up and as the wind picks up, the waves pick up. And if you know anything about being on a pontoon in waves, that water really splashes up in your face it gets worse and it gets worse. There's like 12 kids on this boat. Everybody's screaming. Everybody's crying. And sitting at the front of the boat is that little guy, Chris. The little guy with the big hair, the headbanger. And as everybody's freaking out about the storm and I'm in the back, I'm like, I I don't, I don't know how to help. Chris Puts in his earbuds, which I know in a rainstorm is not the best thing to do, but I'm just watching him at this point. He puts in his earbuds, he stands at the front of the boat, and as if to protect everybody else, he just starts headbanging. He heard that sound, he heard that noise that when it reached his ears, it empowered him. It reminded him that though there are the things happening around me, this is what I'm putting my trust in. Like this, this, this knowledge that, hey, I can stand firm. I am stronger with this. What is this in your life? What is that this? What is the voice? See, for the disciples, they needed that word of God. They needed that sound. They needed Christ to reach out to them, to call to them and say, I am here. I'm not going anywhere. And when the word of God, when that hope, when that anchor reaches your ears, it reminds me that the waves may pass, but Christ does not. He's not going anywhere. And it empowers you. There's this one disciple on the boat. His name's Peter. Peter heard that and he feels empowered. Empowered. He hears that and he feels empowered. And so now his faith is building up. And all of a sudden, Peter says something that's very surprising. He says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Walking on the water. Now, to me, this sounds like the absolute worst time possible for Peter to say, hey, Jesus, tell me to come your way if it's you. Peter, uh, now in case you haven't noticed, there's a tsunami happening around you right now. And if you get off the boat, you will not get back on the boat. You'll be gone. seems like the worst possible time whatsoever to call out and yet he's empowered with this faith Jesus responds to him okay yeah come on that's the cool thing is when we do hear that voice when we do have it sink in the waves are around us but we know that we're attached to this anchor and while the waves come and the waves go the anchor does not The anchor's committed to us. The anchor's gone into a place where we cannot go and it holds us still. It stops us from drifting. And suddenly I feel stronger. Suddenly I feel more power. Not built up from me, not built up from my passions, not even built up from the best human relationships that I have in my life. No, instead, it is this amazing surprise of an eternal God who comes into this world and says, I'm madly in love with you and I'm not going anywhere and empowers Peter. I hope that you're in a place of empowered faith tonight. I hope that's you. Do you know what I love about the Bible? It's super realistic. It is. Doesn't let us live in the illusion that once we meet Jesus, everything's gonna be fine. He'll be the airplane who comes and takes us out. He'll be the shield that stops any droplets from ever hitting us. No, it doesn't say that. See Peter gets out of the boat and he's like, oh, "I'm doing it. I'm walking." Jesus, I'm walking on the water. Sometimes we read these Bible stories and we're kind of like, "Oh, well, I bet that they were all just these stoic people always just meditating on the Lord and their their souls were at peace." Peter was Peter was pretty out there sometimes. He had a personality. Maybe he's got a personality like you. Sometimes he acts before he thinks. Maybe that's why Peter reached out and said, hey, Jesus, if it's you, I want you to call back to me and tell you to come. And while the other disciples were like, Peter, you really got to think that one through. So Peter gets out there and he's like, <laughs> yeah. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified. And he began to sink. Maybe you're sinking tonight because the circumstances, the celebrations and the sufferings in my life, they come in waves. And they reveal something about my faith. Honestly, my faith comes in waves. And there are times when I'm on fire and I'm feeling it. Oh, those are the good days. I'm walking on the water with Jesus. I'm like, I do not care what waves are coming my way. but we get distracted. Take the earbuds out. Hear the wind rush. Feel the power of the waves and we look down at our feet and we start to say, "Uh, my ability against this wave is no match. And You start to sink. Peter is sinking. He's drowning. His faith, but also literally save me lord he shouted save me lord he shouted save me help me i don't have faith right now you're gonna have to do this for me sometimes in the christian walk we every now and then confuse ourselves into thinking i can't approach god until i've reached that moment when my faith is strong when i'm on fire when i'm walking on mountaintops you know what the truth is Your faith is not the thing that saves you. Jesus Christ is the one that saves you. And your faith in him is what connects you to him and keeps you with him. And so when Peter says, save me, Lord, his faith is drowning. He barely has anything left. His heart is more full of doubt. His heart is more full of faith in the power of the storms than in the power of Christ in this moment. So he says, please, if there's ever a time, you've got to do it now. Save me. Maybe that's you tonight. You're sitting here, you're thinking, oh, my faith is in a bad place. I had a rough weekend. This summer or spring break extended forever was bad on me. I, I haven't been a part of a church thing in a long time. A well, good thing you're not alone. You want to know something cool? Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him you might think, now's the worst time for me to reach out to God because my faith is sinking. I'm drowning. Your faith comes in waves. The suffering comes in waves. The celebrations come in waves. The circumstances come in waves. Jesus does not come in waves. Immediately, he reaches out in what seemed like the worst time possible for Peter to get close with God, when his faith was sinking. Jesus says, I'm your anchor. I'm madly in love with you, and I'm never going anywhere. It's amazing. They get back in the boat, and then the waves finally pass. And the disciples say, you really are the son of God. that cool? Peter didn't say you really are the son of God when he was walking high in faith and feeling really great and knowing hey I'm at a strong point it's all about me because I'm walking on top of these waters I'm walking on the waves Jesus check me out no it was when he was sinking in the waves that he saw God's power at its finest for him to reach out to him and to save him that then they get back in the boat and they say okay now I know who you are Listen, God does not throw suffering at you. God does not put pain on you. God does not like when you're hurting. God cries with you. The Bible is consistent on this. The grades can't understand you. The job cannot hold you when you're sad, but God can. And he does. But it's because he comes to you in those moments when you feel misunderstood, in those moments when you are so sad and you can't find the right passion. You can't find the right people. It just feels like I can't go to anything. He does come to you and he says, it is the right time. I am here, let me show you my power. And so sometimes when the waves are hitting us hardest, that's also when we see God's power at its finest. It's also when we see God's eternity. It's also when we see God's constant. It's also when we see God at God's finest. You really must be the son of God because the only one who could get me out of this, the only one who could save me through this, is you, God. It's the right time. It's the right time. That's what Kairos is about. Listen, whoever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you've done and wherever you think you're going, Kairos is about providing a space where you can know it is the right time. It's the right time. Because you've got a God who doesn't go away. You've got a God who died to know you and is alive for you to know him. This is what we're going to do. You can trust every time you come to this space, whether it's here at the Campanile or next week at Lee Park or in your small groups, it will always be the right time for you to connect with God. Even when it's like, hey, I, I am really struggling right now. Right time. Because God doesn't come in waves. He's forever and he's for you. So I invite you to be a part of this. Be a part of this with us. Be a part of this family. Tonight, you've come into the right boat because Jesus is the anchor of this boat. And when things change faster than we're ready, and when new waves come, he's not going anywhere. Be a part of this. It's Kairos. It's the right time. Amen. Let's stand and sing.